0: It's the best time of day. Time to relax and take your bra off. Brought to you by denseultrasound.com. This is the podcast that celebrates, educates, and relates to women and breast health. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sandy Weaver, the daughter of a woman who almost beat breast cancer, owner of two dense breasts, and I'm passionate about empowering you to take charge of your breast health. Our guest again today is a modern day Renaissance man, a diagnostic radiologist specializing in breast imaging, a former military physician. He's on the faculty of the Center for Mind Body Medicine in Washington, DC. He's a certified thermography interpreter, say that three times fast, a speaker, a counselor, consultant, author, poet, husband, and father. Dr. Thomas Hudson, thank you so much for joining us again as we're talking about all the different ways to image breasts and breast cancer risks and everything you ever wanted to know about breast cancer—how not to get it, what happens if you get it, and all the wisdom that you can share with us. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Sandy. Glad to be here. I guess one thing I wanted to—that's in the news a lot—that has been in the last couple of years—is about breast density. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Used to hear about that much, and you know, like everything you read in the news. I mean, you're limited to, to the article, and they want to grab your attention and whatnot. It's hard to actually get of accurate information, so I thought it'd be good to just spend a little bit of time talking about, you know, what the controversy is and what the deal is with that. So when breast density is strictly a mammographic definition, when when we say you have dense breasts, there isn't any physical exam or anything you can do to figure that out, it's strictly based on what we see mammographically but we're required on every mammogram to categorize the breast density. And currently it's four categories, category A, B, C, or D. A means a breast is fat, mostly fatty replaced. B is called scattered densities. Uh, C is heterogeneously dense. Uh, D is extremely dense, right? It's now it's a spectrum. There's no exact um, dividing line, but if you really, you honestly could break it down to easy to see, kind of easy to see, not so easy to see, and impossible to see. Honestly, you could call it that if you wanted to, but that's for sort of A through D. Breast tissue generally, the younger you are, the denser the breasts. That means there's just more. The breast is made up of a combination of what we call fibroglandular tissue and fat tissue and the glandular tissue is what when you're pregnant and nursing that's what hypertrophies and that creates the milk that's what the ducts do they they take the milk from the gland down to the nipple that's what the breast is for so it's a mix of fatty tissue and glandular tissue and like everything else in the world it's, it's totally unique even within dense breast i mean literally it's like your retina it's like your your fingerprint, uh, it's like probably everything about us, your breast pattern is totally unique to you. It's not ubiquitous. It's not if you have dense breasts, you look just like everybody else that has dense breasts. It's completely unique to you. We categorize them uh, together just to give them the point of that is to let the patient, the person that's had the mammogram know or the referring doctor, to give them an idea of how easy it is for me to see. Because basically the fatty tissue is easy for me to see through. It's almost invisible. So if there's a small little tumor, I don't know, if it's a few millimeters, I'm gonna see it, I'm not gonna miss it. And as the breasts have progressively more tissue towards the dense tissue, it's a lot harder to see it. So that's the point is okay, you have a normal mammogram And a woman might have reports, okay, my mammogram is normal, but they might not have any idea how confident I am in what I'm seeing. I mean, I'm confident in what I'm seeing, but what am I not seeing? Right, in a normal report, prior to adding the breast density in there, a woman had no idea whether anything could hide in there or I can see everything. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why the breast density came about. It's just a way of to categorize to, it's a code to give someone reading the report who's not seeing the pictures, how easy it is for me to see.
0: Is it important for a woman to know whether she has dense breasts or not? Because I apparently do, and had mammograms for years before I found out and I found out from the surgeon who did the biopsy he said well you have dense breasts so we just really had to go check and see what that was that was a newsflash I'd been having mammograms for 15 16 years at that point and nobody had ever said I have dense breasts
1: well it was something that typically we usually would say it in the reports but it went to your doctor it didn't right it wasn't it wasn't really brought out in the public as an issue um it's one of those things that as time goes by and you know there's a tumor maybe it's not seen in a woman they said you know, oh she had dense breasts oh well nobody told me just like you were saying and and oh well maybe we should be telling people that's that's how the thinking went mm-hmm. and oh that should be telling people so and it's a double-edged sword as, as everything is because it's good to, to let people know, yes, you may have dense breast tissue. Yes, it may be a little harder for us to see. The spectrum of the breast density goes from the 50th percentile, which, where I can see reasonably well, to the 100th percentile where I can't see anything. It's like concrete. On a mammogram,
0: right. right.
1: Yes, and, and if the breast density is C, right, which is heterogeneously dense, well, theoretically, if you take it, that's 51%. Well, if you go down to 49%, you're a B. And you officially do not, quote unquote, have dense tissue. But what's the difference between 51 and 49?
0: Right, it's awfully
1: close. It's awfully close, and it's a subjective thing. Right. You could line up certain mammograms where some radiologists would call it a C and some would call it a B. Where if beware, it's that 51.49. Now, if it's 99, you're going to get 100% of radiologists calling it dense every time. But it's a matter of we're trying to take the human body, which cannot be put into a box, and we're trying to cut it up and put it in a box. It's useful to some extent. Like clearly, it's very useful to some extent. But also, it can result in misconceptions because the body just doesn't happen like that. Right. The other, the other piece is that basically it's easier to, for me to see in a fatty breast, and it's more likely that a tumor might be not seen in a dense breast. However, 50% of cancers have calcifications with them. They block the ducts. It's just a technical explanation, but it blocks the ducts, the milk ducts, and it changes the local chemical environment, and these calcifications tend to get laid down to try to heal it, I believe. Um, But we can see those calcifications through any kind of breast, breast tissue. It doesn't matter how dense the breast is. We can see those calcifications like a light bulb. We may not see a mass because masses are light gray and breast tissue is light gray. That's the problem. Same shade of gray as the breast tissue. But the calcifications aren't. So one of the, I hear this all the time. Is I don't get mammograms because my I have dense breasts and they're worthless. Well, no, you may have dense breasts, and our our rate of picking up cancers is not as high in in dense breasts. But that's a far cry from being worthless, right? Because 50% of cancers have calcifications and we can see them just fine. So it's kind of I guess it's sort of what I call a soundbite mentality that we all tend to have. And and it's easy to latch on to, okay, well, I have dense breasts. Therefore, mammograms are worthless because they can't see anything. Well, no, it's not that simple. And, And I say this all the time. I believe it's true. If you line up everybody that has dense breasts and you ask them, they all think that they have the 99th percentile. I have dense breasts. You can't see anything well, wait a minute, you have some areas that are kind of dense, and other areas I can see really well, but there's no soundbite, I can say category B or C, to tell you that. So it's, it's good to get the information out, but it's a lot more complex than that. It's not quite as simple. Um, so what percentage
0: of women have dense breast tissue?
1: 50%. Wow, that's a lot. Categories. It's like a bell curve. Ten percent of women have completely fatty replaced breasts, and we call it fatty replaced because typically, when you're younger, there's more glandular tissue and the breast is denser. And as you age, the the when theoretically you don't right, you're not having babies, you don't need the 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 milk ducts, the, the lactiferous tissue, so that regresses and the breast gets replaced with fatty tissue. That's 10% completely fatty breast. The opposite end is 10% have extremely dense breasts. That's the concrete, I mean, like, really, I mean, we're not right. going to see, you know, calcifications we'll see, we're just not going to see a mass. That's 10%. 40% have the scattered fibroglandular densities, which is kind of fatty, a little bit dense, not kind of fatty, I would say pretty easy to see, but scattered stuff in there. 40% have heterogeneously dense, which is the kind of dense, where some areas might be obscured and other areas I might be able to see fine. So 80% is in that range. Um, But 50% of the whole population has under current guidelines considered dense breasts. Because of this whole issue where women had mammogram. We weren't saying anything about breast density. Um, We'd just do the report normal or not normal. Uh, Then women were told their mammogram was normal. They might have, a, but maybe they bumped their breast. Maybe they felt a lump. I mean for any reason they had pain. For whatever reason they happened to have a breast ultrasound, they found a cancer. Well, wow, my mammogram was normal like last week, right, or last month. And that really started to get this idea out there that, wait, wait a minute, we need to be expounding a little bit on the normal mammogram, which is a good thing. That's where this all kind of came about. So it's now law in 35 states, unless there's been another one. The last one I know of was my state, Florida, in July passed the breast density law that requires we're already required to put on the report A, B, C, or D, no matter what we see, normal, abnormal. I have to say breast density is A, B, C, or D. Um, But now the lay letter, we're also required to send a letter to everybody, giving them their results in lay terminology. You're fine, you're not fine, we're not sure, come back, whatever it is. But we're required to tell people if, if they have dense breasts or not. So that's kind of, and it's coming, it's mean, probably 50 states before, you know, too long. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you probably are aware of Joan London has pushed this a lot because she was that exact story. Right. I, I remember she had a lump. I think she had an issue and had a couple of normal mammograms and was assured they were normal and indeed they were normal. Um, and she had a breast ultrasound and they found it. So that's where, you know, that's kind of pushing... Uh, all of it. It's at, a, it's at one of those times in history that's just interesting because we're pushing, we tell women that they have dense tissue and yet when they say, okay, I wanted a breast ultrasound, the insurance says, oh yeah, but I'm not going to pay for that. Right? Insurance is generally not covering screening for dense breast tissue. You have to pay for it yourself. Well, why, although some states, I, I can't say I know exactly which ones. I want to say Connecticut, but I could be wrong. Some states are, man, are mandating insurance coverage. I mean, it only seems fair. If they're going to require us to tell you that you have dense breasts. And we have a test that can help with that. But yet, you've got to pay for it. We're not going to help you with that. We're not right. going to pay. Yeah, you're uh, right.
0: That doesn't seem fair at all.
1: No, it's not. But that's where we are in the scheme. You know, it's the way it always happens. A new medical procedure comes. It's super helpful. We kind of know from the inside, this is going to be a great thing. But the insurance companies always hold back and want to see. And and people get caught in those cracks, you know, all the time, unfortunately. Um, So
0: how does ultrasound differ? As a radiologist who reads all of it, how does ultrasound differ from what you can see on a mammogram?
1: The ultrasound is completely different. It's completely different physics. The mammograms are obviously, it's very low dose X-rays, but it's an X-ray and you show, you see shades of gray and whatnot, it shows you different things. The ultrasound is based on sound waves. It's just like sonar, it's the exact same physics as sonar. You shoot the sound waves into the, into the tissue, which by all accounts, all the tests show that there's no increased incidence of anything Nobody's been able to prove that it's harmful. And it turns out that the sound waves bounce back. It's just like a sonar. You find a sub, you shoot the sound waves out, it bounces back. By the time it takes the sound waves to bounce back, tells you how far the other sub is away, gives you a distance. It's the same thing in the body. The transducer, which is the thing that produces the sound waves, it's also the receiver, and it, it, so it sends out the sound waves, then it listens, and the sound waves bounce off different tissue differently. So tumor will bounce it back fast. Uh, fluid doesn't bounce it back at all. Uh, bone, it just bounces it all back if we don't see anything, you know, bony. Um, ligaments bounce it back at a different rate. So the computer takes all these different speeds, and it puts it all together, and it gives us a picture. And we can tell, we can measure. This is here. This measures five millimeters. This is one centimeter from that. It's incredible uh, technology. And there's no radiation to it. And as it turns out, it doesn't matter whether the tissue is dense or not. That's the really big deal with ultrasound. Because if, if you show me a fatty breast with a mammogram, I'm going to see 98% of everything. Probably 99%. To 100% of everything. Do I need an ultrasound? Is it going to help? Really not at all. But a dense breast, yeah, an ultrasound is huge because it's not bothered by the dense tissue. You can't tell. A mammogram we is the gold standard. You can't define breast density without a mammogram. But an ultrasound, it totally doesn't matter. It's as if it doesn't exist. It doesn't matter whether it's fatty or dense. You can't. I can't look at an ultrasound and tell you what the breast density is. I don't know and it doesn't matter. I don't try to figure it out.
0: So we've got the mammogram, which works for about half of the women and for about the other half of the women, ultrasound sounds like it might be a better choice. Are you saying that for women with dense breast tissue, we don't have to have a mammogram anymore or, and, and we should go the way of ultrasound? Is it replacing mammograms?
1: No, it doesn't at all, unfortunately, because it doesn't show the same things. And just as a mammogram might miss, right? We're focused on the mammogram missing a mass. Ultrasound can miss, you know, the calcifications that I talked about that can be a hallmark of early cancer, completely invisible to the ultrasound. Wow. Okay. we can miss a high-grade cancer with calcifications throughout the entire breast, and the ultrasound is completely normal.
0: So we need so, the one-two punch.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, people who absolutely refuse mammograms, you know, is an ultrasound a reasonable alternative? uh, It is, you know, it's better than nothing. But ideally, that's sort of the way we do it, is you need the, it provides kind of an anatomic backdrop to tell me what I'm seeing on the ultrasound. Here's the the downside of the ultrasound, right? Everything's a double-edged sword. We see all kinds of things, even what the mammogram doesn't see, but most of them are not cancer. And we don't always know. So when you do a screening breast ultrasound, the downside, the upside is once in a while, we're gonna find a cancer that the mammograms don't see. The downside is uh, we're gonna find all kinds of stuff and we're gonna have to follow it at six months or we're gonna have to biopsy it. It's not clearly a cyst or clearly benign. We think we know it's often it's probably benign Sometimes it's not, we can't really tell, you're gonna run the risk, a higher risk of having a biopsy and most of those biopsies will be negative. So that's the downside. I never tell somebody to have a screening, should I have a screening breast ultrasound? I never answer that yes or no. I said it makes sense for some people and some people not because some people get into, well, we found a complicated cyst, a complex cyst i got to follow it for six months. All right, we follow it. It's nothing. we got to biopsy this. All right, it's benign. And they might go through that for years, and then they just get tired of it, right, and it's difficult for them. Other people will find a cancer they didn't know it was there, and it saved their life. So I always have a five-minute conversation, three-minute conversation explaining, yes, we'll see more. But like with any medical test, then you might, you've asked a question, now you're gonna to have to answer it and it can open uncertainties. Um, but overall, it's a fantastic test. If women are not gonna have mammograms and just say they're not and don't want them, it's a really great test. It's, I would say it's the next best test to do because we can see pretty well um, and, and it takes the whole density issue out of the question. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much for all your time. It sounds like um, having more than one tool in the arsenal is the way to go, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right. Dr. Thomas Hudson, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your expertise and all of the great explanations that you give us. If people want to find out more about you, where do they find you online?
1: Uh, On my website, uh, it's yourjourneytohope.com, just as it sounds, yourjourneytohope.com, and there's a contact page. You can email me.
0: And there's a fabulous book of the same title, Journey to Hope. Hey, what would you like to hear Dr. Hudson talk about? Send me your question, Sandy at denseultrasound.com. Give it to me. I'll ask Dr. Hudson, and we'll get it answered for you on a future episode. Dr. Thomas Hudson, thank you so much. Looking forward to
1: talking to you again soon. Thanks. Same here, Sandy.
0: Thanks for joining us again on Relax and Take Your Bra Off, a podcast where we dive into all sorts of topics about breast health. Got a story you'd like to share? We'd love to hear it. Email me, sandy, at denseultrasound.com to share your story and maybe be part of a future podcast. Thank you to denseultrasound.com for sponsoring this show. Check them out online to learn even more about the latest in breast health news and diagnostics and to take charge of your own breast health. Find out how to get $10 off for you and a friend. Check out me and my plus one at denseultrasound.com. Go now before you forget and click the follow button on this podcast so you'll get notified when we add new shows. Until next time, remember to give yourself a gift every day. Relax and take your bra off.